If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked. It's episode 428 for January 28th, 2020. Coming up on this week's show, we did for real see the back of the Xbox Series X, not the fake render, so we'll talk all about what is lurking back there, Uh, plus a really, really interesting uh, remake rumor, and it surrounds KOTOR, one of my favorite games of all time. So stay tuned for all that and more coming up on Podcast Unlocked. All right, my friends, what's happening? Uh, welcome. I am a uh, on the downside of a cold. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined by the Bam Man himself, Destin Le. Wait for it, Gary. Bam! Hey, everybody. There it is. See, I made you wait. I always do it slightly off mic to make sure it doesn't uh, (laughs) pop everybody's eardrums. Because if I did the full bam, I don't think the audio and video listeners could handle it. iTunes review. This podcast makes your ears bleed. (laughs) It's only 1% of his power. Yeah, Maxwell. uh, Old tapes. (laughs) The bam man. I'm digging it. I'll take it. Destin Bam Bam Legary. I like that. That's right. No, Flintstones is is, uh, on ice. It's a cultural icon. Yeah, it's It's a touchstone. Brandon Tyrell. What's going on? Hi. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, the other member, I'm the only one that didn't get the memo about wearing black today. Yep. Yeah. Mark Medina. Uh, Two things. One, I love when the intro is playing because we all have to sit here silently and everybody just does this. It nods along. It's great. Also, two, the F9 trailer came out today. The teaser for Friday's Fast 9 trailer. Oh, snap. Go watch it. It's amazing. It'll tug at the heartstrings. I love those movies. Really? So wait, much. the trailer came out. I thought they were just teasing it. It was a teaser trailer came out today. Uh, okay. It is fifty seconds of sadness. It's old man Toretto. He's got a family now. He can no longer live his life a quarter mile. Old away. man, look at my life. Oh god. Yeah. Get that Neil Young going. Oh, uh, oh boy. Full trailer wish, Friday. Get hyped. We wish uh, Miranda Sanchez a speedy recovery because she's worse off than I am. She's, yeah. Uh, no. She's under the it's weather. Going so. around. Yeah, it does seem like uh, I've been in a bunch of meetings at external places this week, and mm. everybody's got somebody that's under the weather. So it's just <laughs> it's all it's all getting around, unfortunately. But uh, the good news is we've got some fun stuff to talk about. So let's do that right now. First, the Xbox Series X. We'll be talking mm-hmm. about it most weeks uh, <laughs> this week. In fact, most weeks forever. Until yeah. well, until, until the, the next generation, until, until the series series two, two, yeah. <laughs> uh, so a credit goes to Doug, who goes his handle is Doug underscore Drago X on Twitter. Drago, uh, maybe it's Drago, yeah. It might be Drago. Drago. My he, apologies, Doug. He, if he I must got that break wrong. you. He uh, well, he broke the uh, Xbox internet. Boom. Yes. Why he's the best in the business? Got it. <laughs> uh, no, it's this is a, a heck of a thing. So. This is a, two pictures that he posted on Twitter of a real prototype Series X Xbox, the very same that Phil Spencer was likely alluding to before the holidays when he said, oh, I'm using it as my home console at my house right now. Mm. It is in the same form factor. It looks exactly like what we've been shown so far of the Series X. 
uh, the differences on the back, the label where the sort of you know Xbox Series X and other mm. little uh, FCC kind of information would be written. It just says prototype, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously. Uh, but we did get a look at the back of it. So here's what's really on the back, not not the render, the fake render that AMD used back mm-hmm. at CES. So there is one HDMI port, which we know, of course, will be an HDMI 2.1 cool. port. Some people are sad there's no pass through. Well, yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah. Uh, I did like that feature. Did you Did you use it much? Like the your TV console box. I have a unique setup, but oh, oh I, for streaming and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. 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 But um, I totally would have. Yeah. I like HDMI pass throughs. They're very helpful. Well, you're SOL on this one, <laughs> so uh, no no go. But one HDMI port, and then. Uh, the same sort of uni- pseudo universal uh, power supply port, mm-hmm. which is the same that the Xbox One X and S use, which does strongly suggest, if not outright guarantee, that there will indeed be no external power brick, that it will be yeah. an internal, internal power PSU. supply in the Tower of Power. I, if think, anybody- we're, I think we're past that phase. Yeah. I, th- I think if they were to release, in any console nowadays were to release an external box on their cord, I think people would... Oh, there'd be a riot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They'd be like, lol. I think we're done with that, (laughs) luckily. And thankfully, yeah, all all the evidence speaks to that. You know, Mm -hmm. the S and then the X and now Series X uh, do not... are not using that. So, good stuff there. Uh, And then there are three USB Type-A ports, so no USB-C. There's one on the front, two on the back. The two on the rear are labeled with Super Speed, the SS logo, so those uh, appear to be USB 3.0. Are you... Uh, One on the front, two on the back, right? Yeah. Is this like this, a sort this, of closed oh. caption ASL kind of thing you've got going <laughs> on? No, no. If you're listening on audio, Destin is just... He's making hand gestures. I am, I'm helping... And they're quite lewd, sir. I'm quite helping lewd. accent Ryan's point that there are three, three... USB port. He's like, we don't need B-roll. I am the B-roll. Destin's <laughs> human B-roll. Uh, anyway, yeah, watch Podcast Unlocked on YouTube.com slash IGN Unlocked for Jesus. all this visual goodness that you're missing out on if you're listening on audio. <laughs> now, we appreciate you uh, checking us out no matter which venue you use. All right, so yeah, two USB 3.0 ports on the back. That front one, I think the odds are that it probably is also a USB 3.0 port. It just, mm-hmm. they're not wanting to uh, deface the front yeah. of it with an SS Gotta logo keep that on sleek there. line. <clears throat> yeah, so three USB uh, ports, which is good, and then of, of course an Ethernet uh, port and optical. an optical out yeah. port, which is uh, to be expected. And then there's one other port that I would I would bet a week's worth of In and Out burger lunches that will not be on the final console mm-hmm. a port that won't be guess there. what if i lose this bet it means we get to eat there for a week that's awesome i think Fine. you owe us so much in and out what me <laughs> you probably you got, definitely you probably owe me a bunch let's just go to, let's i just, just want let's just go. is it port royale i don't know <laughs> yeah uh, anyway <laughs> it is uh it's just this long slim uh horizontal port that is not labeled and it very much appears to be if you've seen dev kits or things yeah. in the past which we have the privilege of getting to see those when we visit developers sometimes they're not as pretty as the final thing no uh <laughs> it's almost certainly a diagnostics <laughs> board yeah I, you can i made the joke it's long it's rectangular it's seriously about the size of like a, a game boy a womp rat game boy cart womp rat mm. exhaust yeah, port two oh, meter okay. exhaust port come on guys <laughs> yeah, come on advance star wars yeah, okay game okay. boy advance right? it reminds me yeah, of the yeah. port like that cars have where the pedals are where the, the mechanic can plug no that's that, yeah. yeah. exactly the diagnostic <laughs> thing and that's a yeah. diagnostics yeah. Yeah. right exactly yeah so i think it's the, that's actually a great analogy so i think that's what it is so that you know microsoft anybody uh, can plug in a you know with obviously a custom it's proprietary cable, proprietary for sure, cable yeah. for microsoft mm-hmm. plug in uh, and do you know <laughs> diagnostics and maybe tuning and maybe who knows they might be wanting to see well what if we dial can we like clock up the CPU a tad mm-hmm. can we cl- mm-hmm. clock it down whatever they're they're doing with it so it's the admin port essentially yeah, exactly. the thing that I love about it is the mock-up that our design team built looks like these leaked images like a pretty people are seem mm-hmm. to be pretty spot on on what on what this thing's going to look like yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it uh, looks great. Now, there's there's one other. <laughs> yeah, the other thing on the back. The other thing on the back. <laughs> I don't know if Doug is going to get in trouble. Oh, Doug. Because uh, Doug might just be the messenger, and we don't shoot messengers. That's not. Uh, <laughs> we're in the business of messaging. I mean, it didn't end we well for Drago. We don't so. want to. We don't want to be shot. 
but whoever took these pictures, or more specifically, whoever this console belongs to or was assigned to, uh, is probably in a ton of trouble. And you yeah. might be thinking, well, why, Ryan? Why? Because uh, there was a the, piece of mail with this home the, address. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The photos, well, you know, you're not far off yes. because uh, forms yeah. of ID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His the, driver's uh, license. The picture does not blur out the console serial number. Got a blur. And as it is a prototype, <laughs> Microsoft will have that serial number cataloged and they'll 100, know exactly 100%. who it belongs to or who it's in the possession of, who it's checked out to. And people, uh, were, people were claiming that they were registering that with their account. It, it was popping up as a serial. As a real Xbox. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, like, who knows if that's true? But that, I saw tweets saying, like, somebody tweeted at <laughs> Phil Spencer right when these leaked. And they were like, hey, I registered this just to see if it was real. And it worked. Please don't ban my account. I'm like, yeah. maybe just don't register. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. Is like, that's a great idea. And I would love to try it. But I never would. So that you can, ever. You can be the world's first official Series X owner, right? If it's the registered second, to you. Phil's the first. That's true. No, no, no. You could be the world's first. <laughs> First uh, account to be banned on a Series X. There you go. There you this, go. It had to be some. There is one first out there. Yeah. This is one of those scenarios where they probably send a sternly worded letter, but most of, most of all, it was like positive, like for the community, for the oh, Xbox sure. community and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, they're like, they're probably mad, but they're probably like, well, you know, could have mm-hmm. been worse. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, no. There's really no harm done here. Yeah. Ultimately, it's mm-hmm. uh, they if they hadn't already revealed the box. At the Game Awards, then right. someone might have been in oh yeah more much more significant trouble mm-hmm. yeah but uh, somebody's probably still getting I, I'll think it'll it'll go past an email from a manager it'll there's going to be a meeting somebody's yeah. getting pulled into a meeting over mm-hmm. this one but mm-hmm. uh, Mr Spencer requires the pleasure of your company that's right <laughs> oh no Mr Spencer would like to see you now um, it's just him at the table like in the airport scene in Iron Man he has like a steak <laughs> yeah already <laughs> yeah, yeah. sit down Let's just talk. knife in hand have seat. So what was this award show this week? And, and I mean, I can't remember the name of it. It was the Game Awards. No, it, it w- <laughs> the Grammy this week. Yeah, yeah. The the video. No, I'm sorry, last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago? All sense of the time Academy is. Awards. No, okay. There is a video game award show that just happened. What is the name of said award show? Oh. Dice was Awards. It Dice? Was it the Dice, Dice Awards? No, next month. Uh, Dice next is the GDC. Oh. Anyway, anyway, it, it just packs. happened. It's the one where, like, you know, Reggie took a, a selfie in front of the whole crowd. Everyone saw that. Nintendo. Okay. Anyway. You're just saying words. <laughs> so there, there was a award show, and I, I've talked to some PR friends who, you know, have said, like, sometimes when the industry gathers at these events, they use them as an opportunity to hand-deliver hardware and, and stuff like that. So uh, when I saw this picture, I think I saw it the night of the award show. Interesting. And what it looked like was it was on carpet that was suspiciously hotel carpet aesthetic so i'm yeah. wondering if someone got their hardware immediately went up to their room dropped mm. it on the carpet and took a picture of it which brandon's done the math he sent the samples down to the lab they're like yeah it looks like a hotel it's, carpet it's, my, yeah, sighing, my living room is nothing but red twine and like <laughs> cigarette butts everywhere uh i'm i'm wondering if that's what happened which is crazy because they would have had names and serial numbers of on course. an excel sheet like mm-hmm. that night yeah um, and I, they, I worry for this man. Or well, it's, they it's do person. use Microsoft Office, so Excel. maybe they. <laughs> but I'm done. <laughs> Who knows if it's a fireable offense? I don't know, but uh, it might be. I mean, for all for all we know, it might be. It oh, might no. just be like, yeah, you're you're gone. But hopefully not. Hopefully nobody. It, I think it depends where they work. True. Are they a dev? Are they are they internal or are they an external partner? Because yeah, you know, that's a little dicier. Anyway, um, the one other item of interest on on this if you if you're curious about it there is a manufacture date on the back of it so it's uh, november 12th is when the that prototype was manufactured so interesting uh, microsoft has had had the prototypes for a, a couple of months now yeah is that when phil tweeted that he had one it was all? right around there because it, it mm-hmm. seems like it was about a month before game awards i mean they're yeah and they're they're always manufactured and then you know there there's time for, you gotta allow at least a couple weeks if not more right. for shipping mm-hmm. depends if they air airdrop them or uh or just send them over on a boat this week's podcast unlocked is brought to you by nord vpn hey if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, 
TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com Unlocked without the E. That's N O R D V P N dot com slash U N L O C K D, and that'll give you four extra months on the two year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. I mean, they're smaller quantities, not like, you know, when the, when the thing's actually releasing in mass quantity. But Now I'm just picturing them in a plane just throwing Xbox One Xs on I gotta imagine, parachutes. I got to imagine <laughs> those, cast are, away style. those are in a cast iron shipping container, like on, on the below deck of, a, uh, of an international shipping freighter. Armed just, gunmen. Just chains around the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. One spotlight over it, just kind yeah. of like an ominous. Glow. Some like ex paramilitaries down on their luck just took a job, you know, standing guard at all right. four corners just of the container. Full body armor, yeah. automatic weapons. He's like, what do we yard. guard in there? Like, it's the Xbox. He's like, wait, really? Like, all of this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, God. But it's a, yeah, it's I mean, a video game. <laughs> all told, you know, no real surprises with, with getting a look at it uh, and, and what the ports are on the back. We just lost a connection here. Oh no worries, I think we'll be fine. Okay, but um, yeah, nothing, nothing too surprising, and it's just going to be uh, interesting to see. I still, of course, you know, I want to see it in person, yeah, just to kind of get a better sense of its scale. I mean, like you said, Mark, I think our mock-up is probably real close. Yeah, I want to hold it. I it looks it, when you see the Xbox One X, it is. It always shocks me how heavy it is because of how <laughs> dense that console is, and this thing, I I have a feeling is going to be the same thing. Where it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very going dense. to have some heft to it. Yeah. yeah. I, I well, the, the Xbox One X was like eight eight pounds, I it think. Def- it's like it's eight and a half like pounds. It's made partially of a of a black hole. Like it's got. A, it's <laughs> yeah. Like defies the space. Yeah. No, it's always heavier than I think it's going to be. I see it, then I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. They clearly they packed a lot of punch into skipped that. arm day. Thirty one <laughs> years in a row. <laughs> I'm like Mark. You need to go to the gym, my friend. Eight pounds. Didn't make it to the, the gym, guys. That's thirty one years in a row. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> uh, anyway, but he so, never misses leg day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can if you want to see the the pictures. We've got them on IGN. If you want to check out uh, check out the leaks. Uh, next up this week, this is what I really want to dig into for the week because I think this. This is near and dear to all of us in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Cinefix, a normally a, a film website, but they've got uh, a report up. Whether or not anything comes of this remains to be seen. But they're claiming they're citing multiple anonymous sources. Say, are you? What are you doing? I play into the camera. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Can we just start <laughs> over <laughs> from the top? Welcome to Unlocked. <laughs> uh, Destin Legare. Giving him the eye candy. No, we're no all we have the, We're all a little under the weather. It's been a long week. I wonder we have the two shot now. You wanted to you wanted Hey, to you put a camera up. on me, Porva. 
Right. It is. I'm going to play to it. Don't. Hey, everybody. Uh, anyway, Cinefix has, uh, has multiple sources uh, uh, citing that a Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake it's crazy. might be in the works. Sort of a remake, though. And let's let's see... Let's see what's doing here. So they were uh, Cinefix writes, according to one source, the previously mentioned Knights of the Old Republic remake is back in development. My other source added to that, saying that they felt it wasn't so much a remake, but a sequel of sorts. It would be a Knights of the Old Republic project that would integrate elements from the first two games in order to bring certain things into the current Star Wars canon. Not necessarily a remake so much as a reimagining. So hmm. that is uh, fascinating. It sounds like this is going to... Okay. It sounds like this might be set a little bit... So instead of a long, long time ago in a galaxy... It's a long time ago in a galaxy far away. Uh, they'll pull elements that they like from the first two KOTORs to make them now canon for you know Disney and, and the franchise yeah. moving forward. But I imagine like... I mean, you know, spoilers for characters and stuff if you haven't... KOTOR 1. KOTOR 1. Yeah, I imagine they'll make a reference to... Lord Revan or something like that, oh, right? Okay. But I don't. I, <clears throat> you're shaking your head because you haven't played it. I don't want to. You were that I'm going yeah. Oh, there is such a good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's we'll, apparently a really good twist we'll, that we'll has never to, been spoiled for me. We'll try not to uh, ruin it for you and anyone. Yeah, else. I, I also don't know anything about these games. I really? played. Yeah, guys, guys, a remake in like six guys. I worked at IGN. Uh, like you get a week after a movie comes <laughs> out before you're just like, well, it's going to get spoiled. No, no, it's fine. I played the Old Republic, the MMO, quite a bit. Me and Dustin actually played it together for a little bit. Uh, that's a good game, but never played these because by the time I thought about like wanting to play them, it was kind of like, what, they're on like PS2, right? They're on uh, Xbox. No. No, no. no. Oh, they're they, on were, Xbox. they were original Xbox exclusives. Right. And then they so Mark. PC. Oh, if they're on PC. They're on PC. Uh, Where's the bell? There's a there's an iPad version now, <laughs> at least of one for sure. Yeah, there's you could play it on. iPad. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yes. you could play yeah, it on yeah, your yeah, phone yeah. now. That's crazy. <clears throat> iPad or yeah, I guess tablet or phone. I shouldn't just say iPad. I mean, it's but. it's not crazy, right? Because our phones are basically laptops at this point. Well, they're much well, yeah. more powerful yeah, than yeah, they're the more powerful Xbox. than an Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So we're playing games that were like mind blend, mind blending, mm-hmm. mind bending. I guess both work. My mind has been. Hold on. What are you doing what, now? What is this show? Oh, about? I'm just getting informed for the episode. So, uh, <laughs> this is doing off the pre-show research um, live on the air. It was okay. I worked I have on, it on uh, my phone. IGN first. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, you're playing the game. I yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Let like, us know what you think when you get to the twist. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the copyright strike, YouTube. Appreciate it. We'll see you in about uh, 30-something hours. Yes. I hear it's hours. about 30, 40. Uh. But yeah, anyway. like a modern Star Wars RPG I think could be really cool. Yeah, I mean, I so I my confession since we're all just admitting things about this series <laughs> at this table. Uh, One time I hit a guy and didn't stop. <laughs> Whoa, that went dark. Um, wait, wait I with love your this fist episode. or with your car? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. I got out. Got out. Just never hit and run. Had to make um, sure he's- Anyway, it's not a hit and run if you get out and hit him more. Is that your logic? Not a hit and run if you walk. <laughs> walk just, just walk away. Just, just walk away. away. We will spare your um, lives. God, this man. is off the rails. <laughs> Apologies all around. Awesome. Let's have colds more often. This is good. Uh, it's all that dick will. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's hopped up on dick. I reviewed the original for Official Xbox Magazine, and uh, what I remember, I'll just tell you real quick. So. First of all, I love the game. I give it a, I think I give it a nine point four on our scale back then, on our hundred point scale, and might have even that might have even been too low in hindsight. That game mm. was oh so good, but um, I remember so back then we would we had uh, these things called debug kits, mm-hmm. which were they could play pre release software, whereas a retail regular original Xbox or your Xbox One now can only play certified finished code. Uh, you know that you that you've acquired. You know it's either on the on a disc or that you've downloaded from the Microsoft the Xbox store. But with the debug kit, we could get stuff, just builds of things, and it was great. Yeah. It was a great great era. Um, and to go get the review to get the review build of Knights of the Old Republic, it was uh, remember this these were original uh, sing, Original DVDs. They were these were not yeah. Blu-rays. So you know, I think I think the total usable space, it's like four, like f- on a single layer, it's like four point two. Four, yeah. Thank you. Something Some, like something that. in the four, yeah. four two or four seven comes to mind. 
And I believe uh, Kotor was like seven something gigs. It was it was oh. it was dual layer disc. Hmm. So I guess they couldn't easily press that, like uh, burn that, burn a disc for us of that. So I had to go to LucasArts, hmm. and they had to f- take it. They had to physically install it. Uh, so I had to actually go get it from Lucas, which was which is pretty neat. Like did they that, plug in a diagnostic cable? You know, bringing it back to the first story. Exactly. Yeah, they uh, did. Not a cable, but That's what we call, I, it. call back. I forget how they. I think uh, we just there was a tool called <laughs> Xbox Neighborhood. Oh yeah, that would allow you so you could have the build on a PC and then drag it over the network to. Uh, to the Xbox D. I could talk about Xbox debug kits all day. Yeah, you live that this. life. I lived yeah. that life for a long time. And I actually you, love those like old stories, like these old ways of doing things. It was a even, great... Even when I started here, which was only four years ago, we used more debug kits than we use nowadays. Yeah. Like, it's very rare for us to use them. But like I, I, I listened to like your unfiltered episode where you said you played Oblivion at Bethesda yes, like, I in a room. There. And, yeah. like, that stuff's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, remind me to tell you a story about how we used to do debug on uh, PSPs. God. There was a separate piece of hardware that was connected by a cable you couldn't unplug. Right. <laughs> it oh, was no. chained there. Yeah. Well, wow. Anyway, um, so you know, at that point, I, I was very excited <laughs> about KOTOR and interested in it, but I didn't. I hadn't played it yet. Mm-hmm. I didn't know quite what I'd be in for. And then, boy, I just had such a great time playing that game and reviewing it. And uh, but I, But my confession is, I, never, I ended up never playing KOTOR 2. Hmm. It had come out. Like the following fall, I think, um, sort of during the busier holiday season. Whereas Kotor, believe it or not, if I remember correctly, Destin, maybe you can fact check since you seem to be needing to stay busy on this episode. <laughs> I, did did the original Kotor come out in July of two thousand three? Because I think that's when it came out. <laughs> I love how you begrudgingly pulled out your phone. Just like, now. fine, guys. He's going to check it now. I'll oh, distract oh, right, my dad. There's no phone. I'm just... We, we talk about... Um, check of the database. Uh, it doesn't just have to stare at his crotch whenever he accesses <laughs> memory I'm, banks. I'm meditating. <laughs> yeah, we talk about how July. Uh, nothing... Like, sometimes we get a big game in June. Uh, Arkham Knight was one. The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, no it Man's was Sky. July 15th. You son of a... You did it. <laughs> Uh, and we talk about how nothing ever comes out in July these days. Mm-hmm. Well, KOTOR came... KOTOR is probably the greatest single July video game release of all time. I'll put that out there. I, I would put that up against the other probably four games that have ever come out in July. Yeah. But, um, yeah, never played the second one. Came out at a super busy time and uh, never played it. So I'm kind of curious how you'd m- kind of merge or or retcon those two stories one of which i know very well and one of which i don't into one game when certainly kotor one is very much its own excellent story i mean what if they you do like just intertwine them right or, or like a different perspective you know like the lord of the rings was famous for this lord of the rings of third age where you don't play as aragorn gimli and legolas you play as the other human dwarf and elf that were happen to be running around right. at the same time <laughs> Um, so yeah, I could I could see that like you you could pull events and timelines and stuff together. That's to true. Show from a different perspective. I just how do you do a non remake if you tell the same story? I don't I don't know how that works. Is Kotor two like really far in the future? I don't. How, I, how much separate is it? I'll be honest. I never played I it either. Yeah, I don't remember. Mm. Um, I don't recall. But I flipped the page over and I'm really excited by this top thing you have here. We're talking oh, about well, KOTOR 2. This is KOTOR. This is KOTOR related. Yeah, we'll get there in a moment. Oh, yeah. It's okay. very exciting. Patience, Mark. I ahead. have none. Now I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean... Brief look into your personal... <laughs> do, they, do they get combined into... Thank you. Five years later, it's set after the events of KOTOR 1. That um, might be a little weird. They, they would have to fill that gap, I think, a little better. Follows the story of an exile, an who exiled is, Jedi. Yeah. yeah. Barbara, you need a mic, bro. Okay. During, the, <laughs> during this time, the Jedi Order has almost been completely wiped out by the Sith. Yeah. Brandon, uh, you're using that so, meditative power I brought up. Yeah, See, I gotta uh, remember. Now my skills have translated. <laughs> so yeah, it is. Do they? Are they? Would they be effectively kind of combined into one giant eighty-hour game, or would you know what I mean? Or I'm sure they would probably mm-hmm. trim some. You would assume it has to be like an abridge because because these aren't canon anymore. It's like, yeah, they've right. got to bring something that's that very, is yeah, canon. That's wh- and it's like, yeah, just make... I mean, games do that now. The games seem a little shorter than they used to be, and so I'm sure they can kind of find a more focused path. 
Or maybe they're making a one and a two. I don't know. Yeah, that and that's so number one, I just hope I hope this is real. Uh, because this is the I mean the good news is as I mentioned, you can play it on a tablet, you can play it on your phone, and you actually you can play it on your Xbox One because Kotor was was in that initial batch of backwards compatible original Xbox games. Mm-hmm. And it's and they've even upresed it. I think it runs in you know, it's still in four by three mm-hmm. uh, uh, aspect ratio, but in, I think it runs in 1080p now, uh, so it does look a little cleaner than it did uh, on in 480p on the original Xbox. But yeah, it's ten bucks on the Xbox Store. If you've never played it, hmm. I think it at you know mechanically some stuff might feel a bit old. I it's mean, a little it dated. Is, yeah, it is a little. I mean, it's it's real time, but it's kind of not. You can pause combat at it's, any time and queue up. I mean, you basically it's like that Dragon is. Age. It's like yeah. it's like old school CRPGs where it's real yep. time, but you can hit the space bar to pause it. Yeah, and queue up and and queue up attacks from, yeah. part, from your different party members, yeah. which I loved. I mean, I had a great time doing that. Well, especially like you see him doing the thing, and you're like, crap, I got to interrupt that pause. Exactly. You interrupt him, yep. unpause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's uh, it's you know, it's not modern sort of more action shootery combat the way that Mass Effect ended up kind of going. Yeah, uh, which even was- Mass Effect by the the last one in the series, you were slowing down time. Andromeda, and I don't believe you could stop time. You were just slowing it down. Yeah. But in like one, two, and three, you just you hit your bumper and you bring up your power wheel yeah. and that mm-hmm. sort that, of frees yeah. everything. So it's sort of Bioware DNA that's right, prevalent course, through all the their Mass Effect one, two, three team yeah. was the Kotor one team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are one and they are one and the same. Well, Dragon uh, Age uh Inquisition was like that, where it's yeah. it just mm-hmm. stopped like midair. Yeah. And then you could just queue up and tell them what to do and all yeah. that. Mark Dara worked on both Dragon Age and KOTOR, actually. Nice. Like with a, a lot of the storytelling elements, I believe. I don't know who wrote the story of KOTOR, but he uh, helped with that stuff. Chris Avalon? Probably would have been Drew Carpishan, right? Because he, Carpishan did Mass Effect, I Right, know. he did. I, yeah. Did, I don't know if, for sure if he did uh, mm-hmm. if he did KOTOR before that. But in any case, yeah, I, I hope this is true. But uh, <laughs> to get to what Mark's very excited to talk about, Mark, who, seriously, like, I, if this rumor is true, mm-hmm. who's making it? Because you look around EA. It was true. It was true, Carpishan. Sorry, guys. Thank you. Uh, Ryan wins again. First <laughs> July, now Carpishan. <laughs> Another In-N-Out Burger on, on the pile. Hey, up, Dustin. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know who EA gets to do this. Yeah. You know, that they, they uh, the only external partners that I'm aware of that EA tends to work with are through the EA Originals program, mm-hmm. where they're completely independent studios that EA, you know NEA is just publishing their game um with with Battlefront and Battlefield and their other you know larger scale titles they they tend to do everything in house so mark where who 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 do we have you, who are you, the candidates? You have written here. You have uh, Obsidian. Nope. As as a you're you're ruining the you're ruining the okay. the big finale here. What? Oh, thanks a lot, Mark. Come on, Mark. So okay, before bottles. we really before we really get into it, don't don't yell at Mark. <laughs> before we really get into it, uh, do, does anyone remember when the uh, Star Wars license with EA expires? Or it should be soon. I believe a couple years. Right? years? I, I want to say it's 2023 because I think that deal was not enough time. 2013. <laughs> So we know the obvious answer is Bioware, right? I mean, that's the obvious answer. But we know Bioware, especially Mark Dar, who's now EP and, and worked on the originals. Uh, we know he's working on Dragon Age 4, Dragon Age 4, Fenris, Lone Wolf, sure. Hungry Wolf, whatever they're going to call it. They've got the next Dragon Age in development already. We're not going to see that for a few more years. They're still committed to Anthem. Yeah. Anthem mm-hmm. 2.0, that game is undergoing massive metamorphoses Metam- is that should we use that word according to kataku yeah yeah that's the only person that's ever actually Jason. said anything about s- the anthem stuff like there's no like they, they actual reveal that yeah. anthem is undergoing like, yeah but the point is that but you're, the, there is, the there point is, is it is still working on it yeah so. there there's a lot happening to that game to try to turn it or not turn it into something but bring it toward the direction that i think uh, the audience is looking for, and Bioware is looking for as well. Um, that is a lot of game for one studio to be to be working on. And to the even, best, even though it's two teams, right? That, right. To the best of our knowledge, Bioware was and is two teams. So there was theoretically no bandwidth at Bioware Edmonton, which right. of course is where Kotor originally came from, yep. to handle this. So okay, but let's. Bioware's last two projects also have not done well with the audiences Correct. that they were blossomed to Andromeda. 
which was, was Mont- Bioware Montreal. Yeah, was not uh, Edmonton, which is gone. Uh, converted into a support studio. Yep. Okay. Uh, right. And you have Austin. Uh, and I fold, think it's gone. Into, or they folded into Motive, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. So they're doing other stuff for EA now, I believe. And um, you know, we had Andromeda, and then we had Anthem, which also didn't resonate well with people. And yeah. we've heard stories about both of those games sort of having a really rough, rough behind the scenes thing. So I would worry about Bioware taking on this. I think Bioware should focus on making Dragon Age the best possible game they possibly could because they cannot Reach. they cannot have another problematic launch. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, and Dragon Age has already gone through like uh, they were making it and then kind of restarted kind of deal. So it's like you would assume that they're in development now that they're not going to focus on right. anything else. They yeah, shouldn't right. be splitting their time with it. So, okay, else. so now we need to look outside of Bioware, right? It's not, yeah. It's, so you could uh, there's Motive, who we just mentioned a second ago. Right. Uh, they did the single-player campaign for Battlefront 2, uh, and word on the street is they're busy with something, but uh, the stuff I've heard is that it's not this. So uh, maybe with it, yeah. Uh, we already know the, where you're leading towards, but... What would a respawn version of this game look like? They've never done. Uh, it would look M- like it would RPG. come out in 2027 because so, I don't think that they have. You know, you have the Titanfall team, you've got the Apex team, and you have the Jedi Fallen Order team. Yeah, and the Medal of Honor above and beyond oh, VR team, which is you know probably yeah. not a huge group of developers, but it's a chunk of respawn. However, and their uh, resources Vince, are tied right? up. Yeah, Vince just yeah. got promoted, didn't he? Well, he's so. he he's head of like Dice now or something. Yeah, like that, right? yeah. But, well, and but that's going to rename so, it. Yeah. And, so that's uh, Dice LA, which mm-hmm. had been a support studio. They're going to be, uh, you know, Vince Sampel is now the head of that. This all just happened though. So yeah, like I mean, according ago. to this this uh, Cineflix's rumor, uh, Cinefix, pardon me, their rumor is correct. Then this is something that's already been <clears> cooking, and so it's unlikely to be Dice LA because they are seemingly just kind of revamping and 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 launching into a new project under vince and then yeah i mean do we do they announce a new project do we know that they're working on something that isn't because i i when i hear dice la i just assume they're going to support whatever the battlefront franchise is doing right at the beginning of the year in fact i think it was it was right like the first of january because i got i got a a call from pr Uh uh, over while i was driving home from arizona so it was still it was like january 3rd or 4th or something to be fair driving home from arizona is the best time to take a call that's true there's nothing else to do there's nothing else to do. Um, oh look yeah but uh (laughs) anyway yeah it was the la times had gotten that story and then we had reported on it yeah well obviously but yeah i think that it was that vince and ea had confirmed that dice la would be uh under vince zampella's direction and that they would be starting on a a new project Mm -hmm. so so they're seemingly out of the picture for this um you have uh bioware austin you guys talked about star wars the old republic Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a little while ago they had been uh supporting on uh i think anthem Anthem, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so bioware pooled all resources to to knock out anthem so unless it's possible that they've since they sort of have experience with the franchise even though the old republic isn't knights of the old republic but it it is and it's not and it you know but they're they're an option maybe um so I'm looking the, up RPG developers. Yeah, if anything, I mean, but that again, we're missing. We're well, talking about this internal to be, EA. Yeah, this yeah. needs to be an yeah. EA portfolio. Mm-hmm. So, well, it could be third party. It could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, then, I'm not. I'm not finding anything. Yeah. So the one, Mark, you want to what? What else? Well, what, what are the other studios that EA has? You've got Criterion, which yeah, they they doing uh, the car games, right? They do, they do, <laughs> they're doing they the car, car games. games. They have zero role playing game experience. Need so for Speed. Not to say that maybe they maybe do it. Maybe Kotor Three is all about pod racing. Now this thanks, Barbara. A car I got racing a little chuckle. Stu- a car racing studio could never do anything different. Yeah, it turns out it's not a Kotor remake. It's a Star Wars pod racing remake. <laughs> now that's pod racing. Now that's pod racing. It's more like we think of it more of a Look sequel. At, I mean, yeah. look, look at the Horizon guys. They're not doing no car game. If I was joking, I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like we have no, we have no actual proof of that. But yeah. you know, step outside your box every once in a while. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, Dice is obviously busy with Battlefront and or Battlefield. I would love to see 
also well, not a role play. They're they're an action game developer. But I would love to see Dice uh, try to do something. Maybe not this project, but just anything out of the genre that they've sort of been in, which is shooters. Well, we, we saw how well it went when uh, when they tried to put Mass Effect into Frostbite. Let's see. I was let's, just going to say yeah. <laughs> a studio stepping out of their comfort zone using Frostbite to make a game genre not designed with Frostbite in mind sounds did like. Did not say use Frostbite. Okay. I was very uh, yeah, careful. Yeah, Do you uh, think Dice, Dice themselves? Well, <laughs> that's, it would be, that would be, uh, it's a cold day in hell when they use Unreal. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Respawn they, just used Unreal, correct, for Jedi? Uh, Dice, yeah, Ryan. Dice, Dice made Frostbite. I know. I know they <laughs> did. it still. But Patrick Soderlund's gone now. You know, he's doing his own thing. It's true. So, And when he left, I think there was a quote, and I, I might just be imagining this in a weird fever dream, but I think there was a quote that he was like, yeah, it's really nice to be able to use a different engine now. Did he well, go manage a different soccer team by any chance? No, I'm just kidding. That's a deep That's cut. the EA career trajectory. <laughs> you make video games, you get to the top, you're a C-level exec, and then you just go manage a football team. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Maybe no not. dice. Who do you really want to talk about? Like Mark. No dice. Obsidian. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> so just... <laughs> <laughs> just dream just dream spitballing here. Dream big. Just dream with me. Uh yeah, dream with me for a minute. So Obsidian acquired by Microsoft uh, about a year and a half ago. Yeah. They had they we knew they that grounded was already in, in development yep. with a yep. tiny fourteen or so person team. Yeah, inside Xbox. We know that uh of course Outer Worlds just finished. Mm-hmm. They've got a mm-hmm. team coming off of that. But then you have the Pillars of Eternity team. The hardcore, old-school CRPG yes. team with CRPG sensibilities. Who Now, they, they are now, they finished, a, as of now, here in late January, about two years ago. It's been just about two years since Pillars 2 Deadfire came out. It is not outside the realm of possibility that while, before the Microsoft acquisition that, that EA reached out, because Obsidian, of course, made KOTOR 2 mm-hmm. as... The cl- as much familiarity with KOTOR as, as anybody other than Bioware, that EA reached out and while Obsidian was still independent and said, hey, let's let's do this. Let's make a deal. You guys have the AAA talent, the AAA experience. You could do it. So um, it it's possible. It's not likely, I, but it's possible. That would be so awesome. If and, and there's not that's them. The, it's the best case scenario. In if my, it's not them, it's Bioware, right? Nobody else that we've listed could right. It's got to be. And I don't it. think you could make a Kotor three in the same framework as Kotor one and two these days. I don't think you could do it. I think it would need to be more uh, actiony, real time actiony. Mm-hmm. I think it would need to be more kinetic than the you intro's know. tough to get through. It it is, but you know that you're talking sixty hours to eighty hours of dialogue trees and then starting combat and then pausing to assign co- actions. I mm-hmm. think you're going to be looking and and. Don't take this the wrong way, but I think you're looking at more of a Mass Effect Andromeda approach, which is RPG sensibilities with action, um, RPG yeah, I mean, in the streets. Would, I, what, sorry, Ryan. Go ahead. One, of, one of the games that are actually doing this really well is, um, and there was a little bit of kerfuffle about it when it happened, but Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. They've kind of modernized that combat system, and, and I'm actually really intrigued by it. And 15 too, right? Yeah, and 15. I didn't play 15, though. It was excellent. Was, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm pretty intrigued by what they're doing with seven, and I think that hits the right nerve yeah. to you know satisfy RPG enthusiasts like myself, and also modernize it in a unique way. Yeah. Great point. Yeah, could could it's very possible. well. Yeah. Um, I mean, as long as if again if this actually happens and whatever congealing of Kotor one and two it is, I I just hope because what what made Kotor one is I mean it's honestly. It's actually neck and neck with Mass Effect One for me as my favorite role playing game of all time. It's mm-hmm. it's one of the two, and I would probably give the edge to Kotor because that's this. Both had great stories. Um, Type similar. They're mechanics. both Carpitian. Drew yeah, Carpitian. I mean, it's the same fantastic team. storyteller. Two, these, yeah. The same team made my two favorite role playing games of all time. Um, I just and what I love about it is before, of course, obviously before Mass Effect. KOTOR 1 was one of the first games and and still, I think, one of the best games to actually change the game and have real consequences for being good or Mm. evil. 
mm-hmm. and you could you could play the game in those two very dis- different distinct ways and things would would change uh, based on so the paragon activity. system is all its fault <laughs> yeah of course because well, you know I, every rpg that followed it had a where do you land on right. the good or evil scale? And mm-hmm. I think it had been done to death as of like a couple of years ago. So we're starting to see it move into more of a organic, like sort of a holistic approach well, to it. Well, it didn't work for Andromeda. They tried that exact thing and it, yeah. it was, you know, not well received. But well, Bioware was, or not Bioware, uh, the Bioshock team actually implemented the Paragon Renegade system in a really interesting way. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like started with the evolving. little sisters. Yeah, with the little yeah. sisters and your decision with what to do with them even even game, a series like fable as well mm-hmm. right like you yeah. visual representation which came so. after kotor yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and i i think it's all a play on the old like you know role-playing game or crpg game of uh, uh statistic uh stats of alignment right where you start as neutral or whatever lawful mm-hmm. good and then you you sway and drift depending on the decisions that you make and like that translated into a system for a video game i think it was done really really well in mass effect and i i would love to see them pull the stats and numbers off of it and just have something that happens behind the scenes but pull it off yeah you know? yeah you got actual dark side points yeah in, uh, Code yeah Forge. i don't want to see like oh i'm plus 12 good guy you know right. i i want people but, to react to me but i just <laughs> if 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 there is a remake or reimagining i just hope it does hold on to that that light side dark side uh dichotomy and the, and actually change the course of the i'm not saying multiple endings necessarily but just changing the like dialogue options with npcs and the different things that are different quests that are available to you and things that can go it's on. tough it's tough to design for that because and no doubt because the the branching decisions of the design like blow up exponentially the more choice you add to it yeah which but is what i've always liked like the the story gates where it's like okay you hit story gate one what's your alignment this happens or that happens right but at least if, if this is a you know remake or reimagining, it's that all that stuff's already there, mm-hmm. so it's they don't have to reinvent the wheel on it. Just yeah. it's just a matter of kind of figuring out how to make it work in the twenty twenties rather than the, mm-hmm. you know the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Can you guys think of anybody who's really taken a modern whack at Doom. at the storytelling? I'm sorry, the good versus evil thing. Oh, Doom good versus evil. I, no, yeah. I thought you were just talking about like a, re- a, modern, a modern take whack. on an on an yeah. older game. Because um, today we have more, you know, space, so uh, you could build a bigger game yeah. where those decisions are more nuanced. I think Mass Effect 3, nobody will ever, like, do that again, where you can kind of go out here, but it eventually comes here. Oh, all it, roads lead to the same destination. Yeah, it would yeah. be great to see, like, an actual branching path, at least two of them. That's, where well, one battle worlds had, had uh, in the first, you know, half hour of Outer Worlds, you're met with a decision to you know route power to a town that seems evil mm-hmm. or or give these these people who have like fled the town give them the power and that kind of like sets the stage because it's like you think okay this town's totally evil but then the more people you talk to the more you're like okay but there are people that are benefiting from living in in the town and yeah. stuff like that and it, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a very like like they both have their gray areas and you have to just like make the decision and live with it. Um, Outer Worlds had a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very good. I think Bethesda does an okay job of it as well. Like there's never really a sliding scale or anything, but you can make decisions that will definitely have, uh, consequences in the greater world that sort of imply, or if, if not outright, just call you out for being an evil bastard, right? Like you, you blew up Megaton. If if they could do something like that with this version of uh, Kotor, that would be pretty cool, though. Like yeah. this is an opportunity to correct any of the errors that they saw and improve it in new ways. So to blow up Endor or not to blow up Endor? <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, so we'll see. We'll be keeping an eye on this one. Uh, hopefully, EA's got this got a surprise up their sleeves, and they're you know this this is something I think that would be obviously welcomed by everybody, old people, yeah. but also you know. Uh, People that never that are too young to have ever played Kotor would very much love a, a really good Star Wars role playing game because we haven't had one of those since Kotor one and two. So, um, I mean, I guess there was the older public, but that you know, as an MMO, and also Star Wars Galaxies is an MMO as well, right? That yeah, that but that was that was before was, older public. Oh yeah, that was the yeah, that, that was, was the predecessor. Back. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, that'll wrap it up for... I think we just had those two big news topics this week. Let's do Loot Box, shall we? Thomas Wade from Conway, Arkansas asks you guys this. 
what game did you assume would be terrible, but you were proven wrong after playing it? For instance, back in 2015, I thought Doom looked like the absolute worst possible place for my $60 to go. But after Ryan praised it for several weeks, I decided I'd try it and see what the fuss was about. And it turns out I was dead wrong. Doom is now in my top 10 favorite campaigns ever. I absolutely love it, and I'm looking forward to the sequel. So I thought this was a really interesting question. because It's a great question. We all I have, don't have an answer. We all have these kind of games where you, you might be thinking one thing, and it turns out when you play it, you end up feeling some mm-hmm. a different a different way. Doom Doom's a really good one. Like I I wouldn't say I thought it would look terrible, but I wasn't excited for it until I played it, and it was yeah. awesome. Um, I, I I would say um, Resident Evil Seven. I didn't okay. think it looked very good. Uh, first person kind of seemed to be uh, going after that those PT vibes, you know, dark hallways and stuff like that. And I remember thinking like this game. I don't think this game's going to be that good. And I liked it a lot. And it was good. It's a good game. Mm. Totally good. Good answer. Destin, you got one yet? You need you need a minute. Well, uh, I think I thought of one. One I was pretty skeptical of. And usually it's with like games that are sort of in early access. Mm. Probably PUBG. Mm. Yeah. I was like, mm. you know, I don't know if I'm going to like this. I have to learn, you know, keyboard and mouse controls. But I got hooked on that game. Hard. Yeah. That's Very a good, good one. Oh, Very that's good. a really good one. Mm-hmm. I think I... Had one that I was kind of okay with, but yeah, now, yeah, I think <laughs> I think Rust. Oh yeah, I saw oh, yeah. Rust and I was like, this game looks like hot trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> I'm just gonna run around the woods. I'm just yeah. gonna run around the woods and get beaten to death <laughs> with rocks. And then I played it and I was like, but I made a fort, you know, <laughs> and I killed a yeah. bear. And coming to Xbox, and then there was a naked man and I shot him with an arrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Rust it, is very popular. Yeah, Rust was one of those games Miranda and I I think the first time we ever talked was on Rust mm-hmm. spoke was mm-hmm. on Rust same with uh shut up <laughs> same with uh Mitch Dyer we used to before I worked at IGN the first time you ever spoke so like as a baby yeah <laughs> it, <laughs> first words yeah We're in, We're I uh, opened my eyes and I said raid the fort yeah that's what yeah. I said it was my first Open. word now uh Rust was a great one I think a more recent one was probably Dead Cells Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I saw Dead Cells and I did not think that it was for me. I was like, I don't really play pixelated platformers. Yeah, boy, was I wrong because that game is fantastic, and I ended up reviewing it, and I think it's one of the highest scores I've ever given, and I still play it from time to time today. Yeah, I you know? uh, I could probably come up with more with more time, but the one that comes to mind for me is uh, I'm going to hop in the Wayback Machine, go back <laughs> to the original Xbox, because uh, especially. It was true. It's true now, mostly still, but it was very true back in the original Xbox days that anything based on a movie license, oh yeah, oh, pretty yeah. much guaranteed to be garbage, pretty bad. Uh, but but I remember Starbreeze came to the OXM office one day. Mm. We want to come in and we want to show you our game based on the Chronicles of Riddick. I'm like, all right, come on in with that. <laughs> sure, that's fine. Uh, do you mind if I eat a sandwich while we do this? <laughs> and. Uh, the entire OXM team, we we were all floored. Yeah. That game, I mean, it proved to be obviously that was Starbreeze's breakout title. Uh, uh, Vin Diesel was involved uh, creatively and and very just creatively invested in it, and it was anything but a but a you know horrible tie-in. Because uh, ironically, the Chronicles of Riddick was a bad movie. Pitch, Pitch Black was really good. Mm-hmm. Pitch Black the, was amazing. The Chronicles yeah. of Riddick yeah. was not, but the, but the Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay, for, uh, an exclusive on the original Xbox, was it's easily I think one of the five best games on the cons- on ever on the original mm. Xbox. It's I think it's in the top 5. It's that good. God. It was such a great I mean, you talk about I mean it it mixed uh Stealth, just stealth with with just like action, but like kind of Doom Three, almost horror action. Mm-hmm. Where at one point you're down in the sewers and there's all these yeah. guys crawling around, and you have it's almost pitch pitch black. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then it. there's there's wandering around the the prison cell and just talking to the fellow inmates, and you know you try, you're doing quests, and it, that game was and still is just incredible it just had no business being that good no. so that's a game i think where i i thought coming in like yeah no this will be this will be poop but it was <laughs> surprisingly not it was, poop. it was a it was instead of a, a hunk of crap it was a 
big old bar of platinum just met. It was that good. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that game that game was cool. Like sort of the It's often overlooked, but it was a really good like stealth action horror game, right? Like sure it, was. it, it, it oh, had elements cool. of like all these different genres in and you can do that sometimes and it doesn't work because those elements kind of clash. But if yeah, you can, and I think you can get it to work, man. So there was a there was a remake for the 360 that mm-hmm. also included Assault on Dark Athena, a sort mm-hmm. of standalone expansion campaign. Not as good mm. as Escape from Butcher Bay, still pretty good. And I think, don't quote me on this, I believe that that the remake is backwards compatible on X on uh, Xbox One. I, I think. think I think it is. Yeah, I believe so. So I have that. You can't play I the have, original, but you can play the remake. I have the original and the remake. Yeah, and I have all the consoles to play it on. So yes. I like so, that game. Uh, Thomas, excellent question from Thomas Wade in Conway, Arkansas. If you've got a loot box question, email it in unlocked at ign dot com. If you want to pose a fun uh, discussion topic to the panel, now before we go, let's do unlock block trivia. Bust out the old scorecard here as we get. Should it Should be zeros up. across the board. It is. Uh, I thought. I thought we. Put I wasn't. A point I wasn't here last week. week. No, we Miranda didn't. got one. Oh man, last week. Miranda got a point last week. So I don't. She, she will not get a point this Now's week. Now's the time to catch up, boys. So uh, your question is this: comes from Florida man Mo down in Milton, Florida, uh, who asks which of the following Xbox 360 game discs also played. In the original Xbox, the oh same God. disc. How was anyone supposed to know this? Was it Madden NFL 09? Was it Dead or Alive 4? Mm. Was it Pocket Bike Racer or Call of Duty 2? So if you there, there's a, a case to be made for uh, some of these. This sounds made up. It doesn't sound possible. Okay. But uh, <laughs> let me copy your answer. Hybrid disc. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Madden only because okay. it's like that's an annualized series that you would think like yeah it's like they'd kind of want to make it this like hybrid kind of game for for you know adopters of the 360 that right. maybe also still have an Xbox uh, it sounds like something they they would kind of tricks they'd be pulling even back then all right yeah why not Brandon uh can I go last you can go no last. <laughs> It's Price is Right. He just defaulted. So it's you know defaulted to you. It's uh, One dollar, Bob. Picking the coin toss. Uh, I, I think it might be Madden also, but I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to say Pocket Bike Racer. There's no way it was DOA 4 or Call of Duty 2. Those were like close to launch games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not happening. That's what I was thinking too. And Actually, I don't know what the heck that game is. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. And I was thinking Pocket Bike Racer because I believe that is a smaller, like a, like a smaller game. And oh I boy. thought... And I thought maybe in order I'd to, like to change my answer, maybe in order to, you know, hit a wider market with the mm-hmm. game, they were like, well, it's a small game. We can make a hybrid disc. So mm-hmm. the interior is the 360, the exterior is the original yeah. Xbox. But uh, also, I would not put it past EA to be like the boys back at the lab figured out a way to make one version of Madden 09. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I'm still going to say C because it is right 70 percent of the time. All right. Mm-hmm. So pocket bike, pocket bike, Madden. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, uh yeah, so I I I, I, mean, I added Madden in there. You uh, son of a He had Gears of War, which was just like no, that was obviously <laughs> a, a, the premier 360 <laughs> title. Could so, I added some baseball game. But I knew <laughs> I knew that Madden would screw with you guys. It got me. Because got me. uh now your your logic was completely correct. You're a monster. Dead or Alive 4, uh not a day one launch title, but it came out launch like a month down, a month yeah. after the the that, It was a big deal cuz I think it, the, it was a big deal. Call of Duty 2 now like a there, Spartan was in it, right? There was well, I remember that. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Really? Uh, there was a <clears throat> Of course it was Kelly. There was Dead a uh Call of Duty 2 Big Red 1 for the PS2 and yes. original Xbox yeah. separate mm-hmm. development team, but Call of Duty 2 was a day one Xbox 360 launch title physics. made by the aforementioned Vince Zampella's team mm-hmm. at Infinity. I love so, Cod Dude. Uh, yes, Cod Two was great. Pocket Bike Racer as one of the Burger King games. I knew oh! it. I knew it. I was like, uh, I'm getting like Sneak King vibes from this. <laughs> yes. So you guys are both correct. Excellent on the board, job. baby. Yes, so Brandon. Sorry, Borba. I did get louder than I thought I was going to. <laughs> Over the Burger King was game. Was not expecting <laughs> to get that right. It was the Burger King game uh, that got him hyped. <laughs> all right, so. Uh, it's the king. Florida man, Mo, <laughs> nice job. Way, I think we. Uh, <laughs> get out. 
we combined our our choices there, our forces, and and made for an excellent excellent question. So if you guys out there, if anybody else, I I always need good Xbox trivia questions to try and stump the panel with week after week, playing for that uh, super awesome unlock block trivia trophy at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Got a long way to go. It's a yeah. long road to the next trophy. <laughs> so send in your Xbox trivia questions to unlocked at IGN.com. Include the question, the answer, four multiple choice uh, selections there for people to choose from. And we'll play again next week. For now, though, uh, I'm going to go like empty the contents of my nose into a tissue. Oh, boy. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks for that, image. You're welcome. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, it's in that post. The, I don't know. I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your body, separate, your right? body like, is expunging. Everything's yeah. better, yep. but yeah, it's just, now it's all got to come out. Sponge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's do sign offs real quick. Let's do it. Cool. I'm Brandon. You can find me on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell. Today is the last real big piece of our IGN first for disintegration. Uh, Made Mar- by. Uh, to, relevant to our audience. Made by V1 Interactive. Who uh, was founded by Marcus Leto? God, my brain is not working today. Uh, founded by Marcus Leto, you might know him as the man who helped create Master Chief, former art director at Bungie and project lead on and Halo Reach. Halo Reach, yeah, one of the best Halos in my opinion. Yeah, you've been doing a great job covering that game all month long. Oh boy, a lot of interesting. I mean, it's it's a really, it's a very unique yeah. action strategy kind of hybrid. The so har- it's worth checking out. The hard part about this game is watching it and playing it are two entirely different experiences mm-hmm. because watching it, you're like, cool, okay, you put the cursor on the thing, you shoot, you tell your troops to go over there. But when you're playing it, you're piloting basically a hover bike in three in three axes, right? Forward, back, up, down, left, right. While you're signing orders, while you're sort of taking in information uh, in your field of view, while you're shooting things, there's a lot going on, and like that, that really feels good, man. Feels mm. good. Anyway, uh, I did a 12 minute video that was lovingly cut by producer Brian Malkowitz and this beautiful boy right here, Mark Medina. I know everything about four of the characters from Disintegration. The video uh, features all nine playable crews, which are characters in the in the multiplayer. So basically, it's a deep dive, and you know, after you watch the video, you will have a much better understanding about where to get started in Disintegration. Go check that out. Sweet. Go check out everything else for our Disintegration because. Boy, did we do a lot of work on that game. And uh, the closed beta is starting today and tomorrow, and then an open beta starts on Thursday. So if you're interested and want to play it on PS4, PC, or Xbox, my preferred console, uh, you can check that out on Thursday and Friday. Great. Thank you. Mark? Yeah, Uh, yeah, Twitter at Mark underscore Medina. Uh, mm, It's kind of slow right now. You know, nothing really worth just follow you. Just just take an airtime for. Don't worry about it. Just follow me on Twitter. Fair enough. Uh, or don't. It's fine. Or don't. It's Do it. whatever. Do it. <laughs> Destin, follow me on Twitter at Destin Legary. Twitch and Mixer slash Destin. That's all I got. Nice. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, as you wrap up the Disintegration IGN first, I will be launching headlong into February's next week Where with you gonna- James Duggan and Brian Malkowitz. You're not going to give it away yet, right? Uh, no, not not today. Good. No, but it's don't steal my thunder. It's no, I'm <laughs> telling everyone to go. I'm just very excited. It's a big one. I'm very cool. excited. Uh, cool. I've, I've seen some of the footage and whew. it's uh, yeah. I was on the road for most of last week. Yeah, you were because of this video game. And it was a it was a good trip. So looking forward to sharing that. Uh, we hope Miranda is feeling better, yeah. and we hope we all get better too. It's it's just that time of year, you know, oh. like just the. Why does the, the cold the season depths of winter the cold season coincides with the start of preview season? Yeah, <laughs> and it's just the worst. Yeah, what are you gonna do? You power through as best you can. Uh, for Mark, Brandon, and Destin, I'm Ryan. This was Unlocked 428. We'll see you guys again next week. Let's stay tuned for your outro music, which is right here. Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? 
What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.